Yes, sir. Episode one is finally here. 2020 is behind us, and we get to kick off 2021 with a brand new podcast. You're listening to the All Day Every Day Show with All Day AJ. My name is Alex Jacobs, and what a big day this is. Uh, first off, does that music not fire anyone else up? I mean, I remember getting all these little things together for the show, and listening to that intro music just fires me up. And I knew that during each show, that was going to be the one thing to pull me up for each episode. It really was. The very first episode of the show, I'm so very fortunate for my parents helping me get the studio together. I mean, I have all these tools to be successful, and I'm just very, very thankful. I mean, I got this I got this studio, soundproof room, microphone, the soundboard. I have it all. I really do. So this show is a general sports show, meaning I will be covering the top headlines and highlights of the week. I don't want to necessarily center around a certain market. So, for example, I'm a New York fan. So if I did a whole show about New York sports, it's really only appealing to those fans, right? I don't want to cut off a market because I want to appeal to as many people as I can. And at the end of the day, that just means more listeners for me. Now, the other part of the show will be for guests. Now, specifically, industry professionals and athletes coming on for exclusive interviews. For right now, I'm mainly going to be focusing more on industry professionals as I'm graduating college in May. So I want to gain the most amount of information from them upon graduation. So questions like, when you were in my shoes, how'd you go about that first job? Who were your connections? Things like that. And now some of you may be out there saying, well, those interviews aren't really beneficial for me as a listener because you know I'm not doing what you want to do. I mean, and that makes sense. I can totally understand that. But I'll spin that back and I'll say, even though it's very beneficial for me in terms of the questions I'm getting answered, it can be beneficial for you too because you get to learn about who these people are and what they actually do. We can each take different things away from these interviews. And, of course, we're going to play some bets during each episode as well to make some money. Can't go an episode without making some money, right? Come on. So that's just a little outline of how the shows will run. Some episodes I may be doing by myself. Others could be with a friend of mine. I also don't want to set a specific day for episodes to get released because with the guests coming on, they're all busy working. So I could very well be recording an episode on a Saturday when they aren't working. You know what I mean? So I'm just going to see how that plays out as the show progresses. Okay? Okay. I know that was a lot, but it had to be said. I just don't want anyone to be confused. Maybe I'm leaving some things out. Maybe there's still some questions. We'll kind of play that as we go, right? All right. I need a a quick water break here out of, because I just did all that talking. I need a quick water break out of my coldest water bottle, keeping your liquids cold for up to 36 plus hours. Get yours today at thecoldestwater.com and use code AlexJ at checkout for 10% off your order. All right, now let's get into today's show. Let's talk about that. So I have my first guest joining me today to talk about his radio experience, and then I have a friend joining me to break down the NFC East mess on Sunday and the NFL playoff picture. Then we're going to play some bets. Then we're out of here. So as our guest joins the Zoom, I'll give you a little background on my relationship with him. Greg Potter is one of my professors at Widen University, my audio professor. And he has to be my biggest ally during my time at Widener as well. He has had some great experience in radio, and he's also given me plenty of opportunities in radio as well. 
Now those opportunities have been radio commercials promoting Widener University on streaming services like iHeartRadio, Radio.com, Pandora Radio, and even a commercial on, uh, on, on FM radio as well. Now I spoke about tools to be successful earlier, and that's the same thing here. He has given me the opportunities and the tools to be successful, get that experience, and get my name out there to employers. Greg has also helped a lot when it comes to editing podcasts. He's just a text, call, or email away, and he's always been there when I say things like, I can't get the tracks to load in, the software crash, I don't know what to do, help, things like that, right? He's like that backpack I can always rely on. Reach in, and every pocket has something for me. And as my studio has been put together, the sound panels, the soundboard, we've just been in touch because there's some questions that I still need to be answered. And he's also teaching me some new editing techniques as well. I'm very happy that I get to have him on as my first guest. There he is. I see him coming in now. Greg Potter. There he is. Thank you for joining me today. How are you? Hey. Good. I'm good. You look like you're uh, in... uh... Freedom Hall there. That's a legit looking studio yeah, space. Yeah, I'm man. I was just saying, I said a bunch of nice things when you uh before you came on, obviously. All good things, just explaining our relationship and 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 what you do and what you mean to me and all those kinds of things. So when this gets posted, you can go back and listen to those things, whatever. Um <laughs> but yeah, so I was saying in part of that I was saying that I'm very fortunate to have this. I got I'm literally in a closet at my house, but it it works out because it's a small area. I can get all these sound panels up. They're literally all around the room. Um, I got lights in here and I got the monitor set up too and the soundboards here as well. And I see your mic there. Is that the one that Amazon one that you were telling me about? Yeah, it's the it's not an expensive mic. It's the I don't know even know how you pronounce it. F I F I N E Fifine Fifine. Yeah. Whatever it is. It yeah. sounds it good a, though. Yeah, it's a forty five dollar mic. I and uh I thought for the purpose of your podcast I should hook it up and give yeah, you the best awesome. sound quality I can, you know? Yeah, so I I um I emailed you earlier. I got a bunch of questions here. Um, but before I get into that, I wanted to, I was explaining also in the beginning just about uh, my, how I have questions about the soundboard and things like that. And I can always ask those questions. You can help me find those answers. So another thing with this whole thing. So I don't know if I told you yet, but for each, I'm looking at it right now at each, uh, at each XLR cable for where they're plugged in, there's two switches that I can put in. So one's like dynamic and then the condenser. So obviously this one, the Yeti is not on that just because it's a little bit more forgiving. Um, and then on track six, instead of two switches, there's three. And the third is USB. So obviously that's switched all the way to USB and then you're on that track. Um, and then just the only difference that I'm still trying to figure out is if I can get two people in the Zoom and record on the usb track i still haven't figured that out i haven't tried that out yet um i have someone else coming on later so it's kind of one in one out and then one back in type thing yeah so i don't really know how that's going to work but they did say when i was looking at it on the website and everything they were like if you have it on usb you can do this into you know skype zoom any of those you know yep. where you bring yep. in callers uh so so it's working that way, but those are the types of things that I still got to try to figure out. Um, but I think it's it's a little bit different that I can't see the tracks, but it's better because I'm saving so much memory on my laptop from not recording right into yeah, audition. Yeah, I hear you. I've been doing a ton of recording. I think I told you in an email in audition over break. I was um, writing a whole bunch of music demos, okay. and I usually I don't usually use audition for music production, but 
I was doing it because I'm teaching that music production course this spring. So, um, and I was having the same problem. I was starting to build up a lot of stuff and I had to keep moving it into Dropbox to keep my drive free. But uh, so I know the struggle, I know what you mean. Yeah, so, but now that I have it on the card, I can just plug it right into the laptop after and just have the, you know, my extra, whatever this is, what is this called? My 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 hard drive storage. My, right, right. So I can just put that on there and then it's not really a big deal. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about before the before the questions is I got an internship for the spring semester with mm-hmm. uh, a sports media company called Vendetta Sports Media, and I will cool. be the audio producer for them. So I'll just be editing. Like uh, the CEO has a podcast called That's Some Cheese, so I'll just be editing his podcast. So it's nice. pretty funny because it's like all full circle. I come in with your classes, learn how to edit, do those kinds of things, and then it's full yep. circle because I'm back to, to being an audio producer and, and editing this podcast. So, yeah, I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Awesome. Congratulations. That's great. Yeah. So that'll just be for this semester. And then hopefully, you know, just to get that real experience on the resume, because I don't have anything yet besides the podcast. And then to actually just be doing something in this industry for someone is also just something that I'm very excited to get under my belt and get going. Yep. Yep. And, you know, I I was actually when you sent your questions and I'll I'll save this or repeat it when I get there. But when you asked me for some of the advice things, I just was thinking about a couple of things. And one of the things that I thought of was how you were just making that comment about, "Ah, I don't really have any experience, but there's things that you've done at Widener that you can package up and still use to sell yourself. I mean, even the day you came in and did some uh, production for me to get Richard Cooper on to, uh, you know, that recording, you engineered a tv spot for widener university you know you can kind of package those things and i keep seeing that yeah. commercial so i'm like oh wow like it's it's actually out there you were a part part in it a part yeah. in the in the production yep. so i so just got a take, couple take credit where credit is due one, yeah, one thing before you jump in that yep, yep. Um, just thinking about that usb setting on there and zoom um i'm assuming that you could put as many people as you want into a zoom it's just going to mix all the guests into one that's track. what i figured because it would do yeah. that on the on the other soundboard at school at the roadcaster it would just have all usb on one track which i'm hoping is the case but since this is like i was in that text exchange with you when i first got it since it's so new there's not much like videos or anything like that that are on it to help me get better knowledge on what it actually does but you know it's just experience and figuring out what, what to do with it well, there's always also that other option that if you're recording your zoom in zoom too you can pull those audio files right. separately yep. and dump them. And that's want. what I was doing before I had the pot, had the the uh, soundtrack and or the soundboard, and before we were able to get back in the studio at school, I was just doing it that way. Which is it was a little bit harder in terms of lining up those tracks, which we also have had those conversations. But yep. some of those things. Um, but I'm very excited to talk about some of these things and and get these questions answered because we've talked about some of these things before. Um, but to actually get it recorded and get gain some better knowledge is, is what I'm really excited for. Yeah. So you got well, a- one thing I'll say too about your space when I reacted to it at first. I mean, this sounds dumb, but you know this is important. Yep. Looking at you in that space, it looks like you're in a legit space. It's not like you're sitting in your bedroom anymore with a microphone. You awesome. Know? Yeah, that's what and that's what it was before. So it's just yeah, yeah. Getting a little bit so more when you have guests on, they're gonna see you and be like, Oh, look at this guy. He's actually a little bit more professional, taking studio. a little bit yeah, more yeah. serious, you know, that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, so you got a bachelor's in radio, television, and film at Rowan, which obviously I knew you went to Rowan in, in some of those speeches that you made in class. Um, but my question is, did you want to work in radio right out of college? Did you know when you were there that 
you were doing that. And the, the other question that leads to that is obviously that you were working at the, at the radio station there, and we'll get to that. But did you know right out of college that that's where you wanted to, you wanted to work in radio? So to answer that question, I've really got to jump way back to when I was like five years old. And you probably heard me tell this story too. I, I've been a you know, musician and a music fan since I was a little kid. And I got obsessed with guitar playing and the Beatles when I was little. And radio was just a huge part of my life because it was back then before the internet and streaming and all those things, radio was sort of my gateway to learning about new music, right? So I was just completely absorbed and obsessed with radio. And my dad uh, worked at Rowan. He was the associate dean of the library there and the radio station was in the basement of the library. So I used to listen to the college station. And then one time my dad brought me in when I was like 10 years old and let me go down and like sit with the DJs in the radio station. I was just like, wow, this is so cool. So I kind of caught the bug then. Um, so by the time I was in high school, I knew I wanted to go to a communications school and study broadcasting, radio, TV, film. Um, and I ended up at Rowan because it was close by and it was one of the better schools in the region and it just all worked out for me. Um, so um, yeah, I got into the program and then joined the radio station as a freshman. Um, so it was really my thing. I mean, my, the radio station was the club and all my social life as well as my kind of career passion. So yes, I, I knew pretty early on that that's something I was aspiring to when I graduated. I wanted to work in some, you know, ra different radio positions. And, yeah. And, and that you said that, you know, you were able to see the studio before getting there. So you knew that was kind of, oh, I like this. I know what this is. I can definitely yeah. see myself doing this, that kind of thing. Um, and that's what I was getting into for the next question, because I just knew that it would probably lead into this, that while you were at Rowan, you know, you were the producer and the host on 89.7 Rowan FM radio. Now, was that a big club or were you mainly running the whole thing? Because radio was different then than it is now. And I'm not trying to say, you know, back then because you're not old, but <laughs> I say I'm old, but yeah, I appreciate you but, saying that. So was it like a, were you mainly doing the whole thing or was it? Like you had a group because like I said, you know, what it, it is different now. Radio is so much. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a, it, it was a really big club and it still is pretty big at Rowan. Rowan, um, WGLS is the station there. They have a nationally renowned, um, station. They've won tons of awards and, um, they really set the radio station up there. I had later in my career advised and worked advising campus radio stations. Um, but at Rowan, they really set it up to give students the opportunity to kind of get in a real setting and learn um, with the purpose of taking on a career in broadcasting. So they, they had, um, you know, a lot of people involved. There was a whole staff with a, a general manager, a music director, a news director, a sports director. I mean, they had a whole executive team of students who ran it with a faculty advisor. And um, so when I started, I got in kind of on the ground floor producing a talk show that was like a campus news kind of thing. And then I graduated into doing some music production um, and uh, music hosted music shows on there. Um, so those are really my two main things that I did was a, a kind of DJ thing and then doing this talk show. But you weren't allowed to do your own music show until you worked a day shift. And the day shift was programmed. It was like a, a commercial radio station. It had all the music pre-programmed. You had to play PSAs at certain times. You had to speak at certain times. You had to follow a script. You had to do the news. You had to do the weather. So they, it really taught you how to be a DJ on the station. Um, so being in the club was really teaching you the career skills you needed to work in radio. Yeah, that's. Uh, I didn't really know that it was that you know, high and in, intensive in terms of how it's supposed to run and everything. That's really cool though, because you yeah. get that experience. And I think when I hear that, it's almost like 
we try to get Widener's radio station to aspire to that. And there's a couple other questions that, that lead to that down the line as well. Um, but so, okay, so then you got your master's in public relations, advertising, and applied communications. And now this is where it gets tricky. Um, and I don't want this to be, you know, in a, in a weird way, but was this planned that you were going to get your master's or was it because this industry is so unforgiving that you wanted to go back to school? Because I'm asking that question as a person that's like, you know, I know how unforgiving this is. And I know there's people that are like, you know, go back to school. It's you're saving your butt by doing that. Things like that. Yep. Yep. I, I think it was a little bit of both. So I was working at two or three different radio stations part time when I decided to go back and do that graduate degree in, in PR and communications. And I was really enjoying myself doing the radio thing, but um, I, it's, it's a difficult industry in the sense that if you're limiting yourself to one market, um, and my, mine was Philadelphia and maybe Atlantic City, it's hard to you know move up and totally. find jobs and that kind of thing. And I, I had a passion for radio, but I also uh, you know really have a passion for communications in general. So I think as I got a little bit older, I was thinking that I could do, you know, the radio thing is kind of part of my career and then maybe expand my horizons a little bit and do something else. I think what ended up pushing me in that direction was that I had a friend who I went to Rowan with, who was actually in high school with me too, who worked with me in the radio station and we both had similar interests and he went into the PR program and he was like, Greg, you got to do this program. It's going to give you all these other skills that you can do the radio thing, but you can also do media relations or you can write or you could do journalism or you could do this or that or the other thing. So um, at the time, it just seemed like a smart thing to do to kind of give myself more breadth of experience. Yeah, that makes sense. But I still, even after my grad degree, I still continued working in radio stations for seven or eight years after that. And uh, like I said, my first job out of grad school was I went up to Villanova University and became yep, uh, that's you know, where we were going director next. of student uh, life there. So that, that was yeah my next step. Yeah, so that's, that's exactly where I was going. Um, you're kind of following the flow. I think it, I tried to space it out where it kind of just goes down the line. Um, LinkedIn is such a great place to find these answers, guys. Uh, uh, so then Vill Villanova University for a while, and one of those things was teaching radio broadcasting while managing the radio and television stations, right? And yep. then you were doing plenty of other work for them. Um, but was this kind of thing to keep radio with you? So was that like, and that meaning like, was that in the title or was that an addition to be like, you know, you did all this radio stuff. We know that you have your masters in this, that, this, that, and the other, but if you want to keep going in radio, you can do this while doing that. It, I think, I, I, I think I'm answering your question. The, um, the radio and TV component was really baked into the position. Okay. Okay. Um, so I had just finished my grad degree and it was like in this applied communications and PR, like you said, and then I saw this job and it was really more focused on what I did as an undergrad, but I saw this, I'm like, this is the perfect job for me. Cause I, not only was it radio and TV clubs, but there was a, a sound, uh, crew on campus that I advised and I'm, I'm a musician and I play live performance. And so I was able to help them with all their you know, band setups on campus. And then I was also advising the campus activities team group that planned all the concerts on campus. And as a musician, music band, it was just like a perfect- Yeah, you get best of both worlds and everything. Yeah, so I was there for almost seven and a half years. I had a great time there. And um, advising the campus radio station was certainly the biggest passion of that along with the concert production piece. Um, but after being there for seven or eight years, it was kind of a, a residence life and that student life role is sort of a young person's job. It it doesn't pay a ton of money, but yeah. it's 
it was certainly uh, touched upon all of my passions and it was late nights. I mean, when I would do concerts and things, I was at the on campus with students until two in the morning sometimes. Okay. And once I got married and, you know, um, started to have a, a family life, it got harder and harder. Yeah, it's to like, let's take a step job. back. Yeah. yeah. So that's when I was saying this job is awesome, but I really need to maybe think about that graduate degree I have and see if I can apply that into more of a nine to five kind of thing so that I can get the family life going. So yeah, that, yeah. that's where that transition kind of took place. But I, I could have stated that job forever. I mean, it, it certainly hit upon it. all of the things that I love to do. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that's what everybody kind of aspires to do. It's like, yeah, you know, everybody says this, but it's it's not, you know, it's not, if you love what you're doing, it's not work. So it's- right. Right. It's that kind well, of thing. The, the other thing about that job that was important too is that you mentioned the fact that I got to teach there. Um, and I come from a family of educators. My mom was a teacher. My dad okay. worked in higher ed. My sister's a teacher. My grandmother's a teacher. My uncle, just almost everybody in my family was in education. So I guess it's probably in my DNA. But um, once I started teaching there too, and the, the, the kind of the same experience that you and I have, when I get to do these kinds of things with students and get to know you and give you any wisdom that I have or help you find internships or, you know, take next steps in your career. Yep. It's just so rewarding to be able to work with people, meet great people like you and uh, just watch you grow and develop your career. Um, so once I kind of started doing that at Villanova too, it was the kind of thing that um, just was another passion. Um, and then I left Villanova and worked at a hospital system for 12 years, kind of doing mostly marketing, public relations, communications, crisis communications, all that kind of stuff, which was fabulous. Um, but after doing that for a long time, I always kind of thought in the back of my mind, man, man I'd really love to get back into doing a what you were university doing. setting and be able to do this work at a university and teach again. So the Widener thing has just been an absolutely perfect setup for me because I get to use my communications and branding experience and then also teach again. It's great. Yeah. And that's what I was saying is that it's, it's, it's finally after those 12 years, it's finally all full circle that you landed at, at Widener and, and teaching these radio and audio classes, help out with the radio station, revive that, you know, kind of aspire to be what Rowan was um, and is all while working as the associate vice president for university relations. So I have to say again that it's all full circle. And that's why I was mentioning that earlier that, you know, it's not really full circle for me yet. Maybe it's half circle because I get I went from learning how to edit with you and then we able I'm able to, to do that semicircle and get to that editing the uh you know editing that guy's podcast for yeah. for vendetta sports media but for you it's like we go to villanova leave and then do do another thing for 12 years and then come back to widener kind of do what you were doing there um so was did you have a, a thought that you were when you were looking to do university stuff again were you looking to go back at villanova like did you take a look to go there or was widener like good location for me like this is just the spot. This is better. Yeah, actually, at the the, the positions I was looking for, it was um, really kind of a long journey. I, I reached a point after being at the hospital for um, it was probably in my tenth year that I was there, and I worked on a project there where I helped to rebrand the organization after a merger. So we changed the name, we changed our logo. So I got to do lots of really great work. Um, and then once that sort of ended. Um, I kind of started to feel like hey, maybe I, it's time for me to look for another challenge opportunity kind of thing. So it was, to answer your question, I was kind of looking anywhere that I could to find the right fit at a university that aligned with my skills and, um, you know, had a 
position available that uh, might work for me. And um, that just obviously wasn't something that happened at Villanova. And I, I actually stumbled upon the, the Widener situation. I think I stumbled upon Widener's um, job listing, just kind of cruising online, which usually, you know, when you give advice to students, you say, you know, push, pound that network, yeah, make yeah. sure you call everybody, you know, and I've gotten a lot of jobs in my career too, where I, I wouldn't have been there if it hadn't have been for someone in my network who gave me a, a foot in the door. But the Widener thing was just really kind of lucky. I stumbled upon it and then called and, um, it just kind of went from there. So it's sort of the outlier in my career, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. You can, I mean, but you can confidently say that, you know, you're here now, you love it. And, and that's why the next thing I wanted to say is that, you know, when we started our first class together, which was, was radio and audio, is that fall of my fall of year? 19? I think it was right. Yeah. So I uh, fall, fall of my junior, junior year, year. And then we had the second in, uh, in the spring. So when we started that first class together, I remember that you had said it had been a while since working in audition um, and doing like radio kind of things. So are you happy that this is like a bonus in terms of getting radio and editing back in your life? And I don't mean because maybe like it's like how it was at Villanova where it's it's in the job title that's included. But the fact that it's back in, are you happy that that's back in? You can still kind of do that as, as well as the musician types things. Yeah, absolutely. It's been it's been really fun getting back into this type of audio production because, like you said, I haven't done a lot of it over the years. I did some, um, and you know, I, I've always worked for organizations that have kind of small communication shops where everybody's sort of like a jack of all trades kind of thing. And when you're dealing with um, you know small budgets and you're trying to make the most of everything you can, if you have somebody on the team who has a skill, you're like, hey, can you help out with this? So um, over the years, my skills that I've learned have helped me. I've produced radio spots for Widener. I mean, you've helped me produce radio spots for yep. Widener. You've been on the air. Um, so I'm able to do some of that stuff in-house with my expertise and then the expertise and skills of uh, my students and my colleagues. Uh, we just had one of our faculty members, so you helped engineer a spot with one of our faculty members to voice our TV commercials. So when you can do that kind of stuff in-house and use those skills again, it helps your organization, but then also keeps you fresh doing this kind of thing. So yeah, that, that is super exciting for me. And then, you know, when you talk about coming full circle too, um, um, Dr. Corbo has invited me to teach a course this spring um, using, uh, you know, my skills in music too. So I'm doing a music production yeah, class. Yeah, exactly. And I remember so, you were saying that it's, it's yeah. you're, you're able to do that. So have you, able been, have you been able to, uh, to figure out those kind of softwares that you're going to use for that class? I remember we yeah, were we're gonna. To I'm gonna you. push everybody through that class in audition. Nice. Um, so uh, yeah, I figured out some strategies, and um, that's kind of the standard of what we use at Widener with the Creative Suite. So everybody will have access to it. So that's kind of the easiest way to go. It's gonna be interesting doing it uh, remotely. We're all gonna be on Zoom together, so it's gonna be a um, online course. Um, but you'll recall when we were together for the second semester of audio production. Uh, we made it work, and I actually learned a lot from that semester when you were in my class for the second phase of audio when we switched halfway through the semester and kind of changed the way that we did all our projects and assignments, and I've kind of tried to build upon that, and I taught again this fall the audio production class online. It worked pretty well. You just kind of have to find new and inventive ways to keep people engaged, and um, everybody's using Creative Suite and Adobe on their own at home and then submitting projects, and we kind of listen to them together and zoom meetings like we did together and it, it's fun well that was the other thing that i was gonna like you're just you keep leading to that next point is 
I know that I can ask you because you know these types of things about university stuff. So has there been, I know that we've already heard hybrid stuff, hybrid this and that. Have you heard of any, you know, key insider stuff that about the semester in terms of classes and with COVID, are we going to be, is there a set date that we're going to go back? Is, are, are some classes going to be online the entire semester? I know that I have like a two-in-one type thing with you because you know that insider trade stuff, right. but then right. I can get you for audition and, and editing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the uh, plan for the spring semester, you're probably familiar with. I mean, we've put out some messaging that we're introducing a, you know, a COVID testing program that will allow us to um, you know, expand the number of people that can come back to campus. So as a result, we have expanded the number of in-person classes that we can offer. Um, and I'm not sure exactly what that number is up to, but there are certainly more this semester than there were last semester. So we're getting a little bit, um, you know, more people back on campus, which is, I think what everybody's obviously it's ready to, do, yeah. to do, but we've, we've got to obviously do that in, in a safe way. Um, and you know, there are some students and some faculty who are just not ready to be on campus yet, um, in that environment for a variety of reasons, if they have existing health issues or things like that. So not everybody can come back and teach in person. So yeah, there'll still be classes that'll continue to be in per like my class. I've got some, you know, family members here that have chronic health issues. And um, I'm just, I've been really locked down trying to make sure I protect those people. Yep, so yeah, I, totally. I said, you know, I, I want to teach in the spring, but I've got to do it remotely. And, you know, the university is working with people like me who, who need to do that. And then there's lots of other folks who are coming in and teaching some of those courses in person that uh, really need that hands-on experience, which is great too. Um, and we've expanded, well, I think we've expanded that a bit with the testing program. And then hopefully as the, um, you know, vaccines start to become more available, that'll be a turning point for all of us where we can start to kind of bring more people back together. Yeah. And then we start to so. think about, you know, walking at graduation and those yep. types of things yep. that are going to pop up down the line. And I know my mom's already getting worried, but I'm like, let's just stay optimistic. That's it. <laughs> yeah, they're they're working hard behind the scenes to find as many options and uh, you know plans to explore for commencement because we know how important that is. I mean, um, it's something that every student who achieves a degree deserves to enjoy and feel um, that they've achieved something and be recognized during a, a commencement uh, ceremony. So we we certainly um, believe that that's an important thing. And I know they're working hard to figure out how we do that um, this year. So there'll be more thought process and more announcements right. coming about that in the coming weeks. Yeah. All right. So last question. Um, I know we kind of touched on it a little bit ago, but just back to the, any advice, um, you know, that, that you can give me for getting that first job. And I know for, and I've said this at the beginning, just kind of when I was laying out the show and how it's going to work, um, you know, when I talk to these industry professionals that I'm come that are that are going to come on and and chat with me, I'm I'm asking them this same question. So I know that it, that this type of question is going to get repetitive, but I can get so many different same answers that I can just kind of be that sponge and just soak all those things up because some of those questions are going to be and I I said this at the beginning is you know what 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 were you doing when you were in my shoes or who were your connections things like that 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 I wanted to ask them that will be repetitive questions, but for people in, in the field that are, you know, they made it, they're on TV or, or they worked in radio or things like that. Um, yeah. Just getting that, that same type of answer of, 
answering that question of um, if it's just any advice because I know right now I have I put on those those radio commercials that we did um, together that those are on my resume I got them on the LinkedIn and everything you know it's cool on LinkedIn you can just have that selected and then you click on that that takes you to Dropbox and then you can oh, listen nice. to it right there I didn't know that was a thing had to I do didn't some either. digging That's for cool. that. Yeah. Um, because I wanted to get those on there because if there's people that are looking at that one click and then you get to hear the commercial. Um, but I know you said it earlier, you said some things earlier, but if there's anything else, um, you know, that you can give me on, on some advice. Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, obvious answer to this question is, you know, explore internships. Uh, I did, did the same thing. I'm really excited to hear about yours this spring. Um, that's great news. And I, I even did, you know, unpaid internships in um, college just to get the experience. I remember working at a radio station summer, not getting paid, driving all the way down to Atlantic City to work at a station. And uh, they put me in the traffic office, like building commercial logs on paper all summer. So it really wasn't what I had hoped for, but I learned a lot about the back end business of a radio station. So I guess it was good from from that perspective. But um, so that's always important. But we, we talked a little bit about networking, obviously, you know, leveraging any network you have. Um, and obviously, you know, for me and and for you, I think uh, the the faculty and connections that you'll make in college are huge. I mean, I had the uh, manager of the Rowan radio station was a reference of mine for 25 years. I mean, he helped me get my foot in the door at so many places. He helped me get my first teaching job um, and helped me get into the the Villanova job. Um, and then, you know, I, you'll meet and work with people when you get into the workplace. So any uh, colleagues and uh, those types of network. Uh, connections just always continue to build upon those even family and friends as you know they can be important connections yeah, totally. and um you know connecting with alumni is important too i know okay. as as you're being kind and saying i was young earlier but being an older guy um I, who graduated college now you know 25 years ago uh i still uh when i make connections with people from my alma mater you just have a sense of pride together it's like i i want to help you because we have you know a similar experience um, so uh, Widener now has um, that LinkedIn uh, connection. I think they've rolled it out to alumni and I think they're going to roll it out to students soon. So you'll be able to jump in on this and participate, but it's called Widener Connect. Nice. And it's a LinkedIn platform where you sign up and you can specifically join this special group of Widener connected alumni. Okay. And you can share interests and get into different groups and things like that. So you could find other Widener alums who are in media, positions or broadcasting positions and kind of share stories and make contacts and people who are from your alma mater tend to be very receptive to that kind of thing. So I would encourage anyone to, you know, explore those opportunities. And then of course, um, a lot of people don't take advantage of the career design and development office, um, but it's, they offer so many great things and much more than just the Widener Connect thing, but all the resume workshops, interview workshops that you can set appointments with people down there who will help you polish up your whole resume, your approach, how you present yourself, um, you know, finding a good way to tell a story. Like we were talking about the engineering work that you did on the TV spot. I mean, that's, that's relevant work. If you can find good ways to sell yourself um, and they help you with all those strategies, it's a really important thing to do. So exploring that uh, with the career office is something I would encourage because I always, uh, I have a close relationship with them. I, I work with so many departments on campus and communications as we just help them build a variety of different things. And um, uh, when they tell me the statistics of the number of students they work with, it's, it's impressive, but it's always a lot smaller than the total population of students. I'm always thinking to myself, why isn't every student coming yeah, yeah, into this yeah. office and taking advantage of this, you know? So that would, that would be my main, uh, 
piece of advice. Well, thank you. I know that was that was a lot, and um, you know, I definitely I definitely can take some of those things with me, and and that's why I'm saying is like, you know, I'm I'm going to be asking that same question because I know you know people like yourself and the other people like like I don't want to you know spoil a, a guest, but um, you know Tim Furlong's on this list as well, so things like that where people like him can can give some of that same information or different just able for me that because I am a little bit worried about you know where I am in this field and and where it'll take me and because you know May's May's coming and yep. you know yep. I gotta be ready for it so just to be able to get this internship and you were mentioning that that yours were unpaid this is unpaid as well um and I really don't care that it's not paid I, I want this experience it's finally like I said earlier that I'm able to do this for someone finally in this field. Um, so I'm just very excited for that kind of thing. Um, and yeah. And you'll just... be, you know, as you go through life, you'll be amazed at um, how kind and helpful people are. So even just by working in an unpaid internship, if you meet people and um, stay in contact with them, you know, you have no idea how it could help right. you three years from now. This person may say, Hey, Alex, I just talked to somebody who's looking for somebody to do this and you would be a perfect fit for it. It's, Life has a way of coming around, in, uh, like you've been saying since the top of the podcast here, and that kind of full circle yeah. fashion. So you just sometimes you have to wait for it. Yeah. Well, um, and other times you can make your own opportunity. Oh, totally. Um, thank you. That's all the time I got for you today. Thank you for joining today, being my first guest on my new show. Um, you know, I think it's very fitting that I was able to get someone like yourself on and, and to have that relationship with you to get you on to, to debut the first show. So thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Be well. I'll be in touch about with what's going on with the studio. The other thing I was going to mention before you go is, so what you're hearing right now is my my computer audio. Okay. So it's not this microphone. Since I'm recording on the soundboard, I'm fine with this because the soundboard's picking up this microphone that you're seeing. Right. And right. when I plug in the USB, when I hit like input, and it's and I say you know zoom P8 or whatever, it. I don't get any sound. So I, I'm like, well, the only, like, I don't really, it's not really that big of an issue because I'll have, um, I'll have my zoom clips for Instagram and Facebook and those types of things. Sure. That'll sound kind of weird with the computer audio, but I don't really care. The audio for Apple podcasts, Spotify, that'll be with this mic. As long as I can just get sound through there, it's not that big of an issue, but I don't really know why that wasn't working because the output works. I can hear you through my headphones. I don't, it's weird. Yeah. So question, when I am talking and you're, so you're recording me through that USB input, yep. is your audio in Zoom also going in there? So is it me and you combined on that track? No, it's just, uh, it's just this microphone. Cause it's on. Right. So you're, you're recording just your microphone on another channel on the Zoom. Yeah. And then you're recording me on another channel, that channel six with the USB setting, yeah. right? So on channel six, is it recording all of the audio from this Zoom call? In other words, it's me and you on that track combined? It might be now that you say that. Because, but I don't know because it's USB. So I don't know if it would pick me up. I don't know. That's weird. That's a good question. I hope not. Because then I would have my voice on your voice two tracks in, yeah in the same track and then you would also have this one that would be bad um <laughs> i guess we'll have to see when and when post comes see that's also see that's the weird thing about 
not having the tracks up. I can't see the sound things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't see yeah. those wavelengths of of what's going on. So I could maybe I could see too. It I don't know. It probably won't be that big a deal because you can probably as long as you have your tracks aligned and the timing's exactly right, you can put the two together and your your Yeti signal is going to match up to the USB signal and if if it's duplicated there it's probably not going to be a problem unless it it's be that much some delay like and it'll get out of or something feed, something yeah 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 i'll uh, i'll keep you in i'll keep you in the loop on that because i might have yeah. some other questions um but thank you so much for your time today yeah no problem when did you get that yeti have you had that for a while yeah or that, that new? was uh like when we were our first class together i got it in like october okay so october of two falls ago I had forgotten that you got the Yeti. I couldn't remember which microphone you bought. Well, because I was using this one's the Pro, so I can do XLR cable in here, so I can plug that yeah. right into the soundboard versus the one at school where it's just the USB. So I would only be able to plug that into my computer. Yeah, that's a much better option because now that you have a, a legit board, it gives you the opportunity to use XLR, which is better signal anyway. So. Yeah, and and with all the features that I have on here too. Yep. Yep. Um, cool. Yeah. So be well. Good to talk to you. I'll you keep too. you in the loop. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on. Your studio's looking good in there. And uh, yeah, let me know when you have this edited up. And if you have any questions or anything, never hesitate to reach out. I'm always around. Thank you very much. No problem. I'll see you soon. Thank good you. Good to see you. Talk to you soon. You too. Bye. That was Greg Prodder, my audio professor at Widener University. He's just done so much great work outside of radio and and his experiences in radio to get to talk to him and answer those questions and 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 to get those those answers were was just a very very cool experience for me and he's just a very down-to-earth guy and he's always willing to lend a helping hand as you guys just heard he's he's asking me you know don't hesitate to to give me a call or something like that so um all right so it's 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 time to get into some sports i got a friend of mine coming on in just a moment he should be joining the zoom I kind of like that. So it's it's one in, one out. We're just rambling through today, guys. We got the NFC East mess and wild card weekend. Here he is now. If he's joining, Manny Rothin with the sound effect. It's going to sound cool when you hear that because apparently you can't hear that. What's going on, brother? Can you hear me? Yo, bro. What's going on? What's up? I don't know if you can see me, though. Can you, you see gotta me? You got to just hit the, the stop video, the camera on the bottom. It's right next to the mute button. You see it? Yes, no, maybe so. Oh, it's loading. It's loading. Oh, oh with the Sixers. Oh, so look at me. I got this. This this is the water bottle, Brandon Baster. It's literally standing on a ledge, like on a, on a, on a ledge of a, of a drawer. So if I get up screaming at you and my knee hits this, see that? It's going down. So it made so like it, we could hear some crashing sounds, but I don't care. Um, so I had a great interview with my audio professor. It was really fun. Get some answers um, on some things like that. So I'm I'm very excited to to get that out there and learning more things every day. I'm a sponge. I kept saying that I'm a sponge. I kept saying it was full circle. I get you know full circle for him, full circle for me. Getting this audio this audio uh, producer job. Everything's full circle. But all right, we got to get going here. Um, I know I talked with you yesterday and I said I was going to scream at you yesterday and I did, but you held it for today. Um, I saved all my words. I saved all saved my words. all of it for today. Oh, baby. So we got two games to chat about in the NFC East. Uh, and I thought that, you know, it would have been cool to maybe break down four games, but they played each other. So we got two games to talk about. 
So Sunday, I mean, I got to take a breath for this, man. This is ridiculous. The New York Giants had to beat the Cowboys to have a chance at the postseason, and the Eagles had to beat Washington for them again to make the playoffs. Now, the Giants did what they had to do. They beat Dallas 23-19. Thank you to the defense. Sloppy football game. And shut up. It's It was a defensive battle for New York. That's how, that's how they've been running that team the past couple weeks. Let's let's just let's put behind the Browns game, the Ravens game, the the uh, Cardinals game. But we look at Seattle that they could have lost all those games. They wouldn't even be in this position if it wasn't for the defense against Seattle because Colt McCoy played that game and he had under 200 yards passing. It was awful, bad game for the offense, but defense cut them in that and that's how they won the game. Um, so that's just how they've been playing. And um, they did the job. They kind of let Dallas crawl back into the game somehow. I actually was sitting watching this game getting very, very upset because I was like, they're letting them come back into the game. The offense is stalling out. And if they lose this game, Sunday night means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. So, like, I was like, I'm probably, I probably won't even watch the game. I won't watch the game. So I'm like, just win. I wasn't even mad that they lost because I'm like, let them let them come back. They almost gifted the Cowboys the game. Wayne Gallman, all he okay. had to do was go down. And he, I, he look, couldn't even. I know. I agree with you. I agree with you. He was selfish. He was selfish. He wanted it. He you saw. You guys didn't. You guys didn't want to win the game. I know. You didn't want you the way you guys played in the in the third and fourth quarter. You did not want to win the game. You did not want to win the division. But yeah. whole time we had Joe Judge puffing his chest. My team. We always play to win the game. I would never hold Wayne Gallman running down. Fumbling the ball, no one touching it. Okay, but that wasn't that wasn't unbelievable organization. No, 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 no. It's just like we hate the Eagles. Yo, oh, I'm getting to, to the whole Joe Judge comments in a second uh, because that is Lord. ridiculous. All of you okay, I'm not getting into that right now. Um so look, they they let him come back into the game. It's as simple as that. And I was I wasn't mad that the Eagles lost and the Giants were out. I was mad that and I, I'm gonna say I was mad at this and that because it's not that they, they're not in, it was that if the Giants didn't win, the game was meaningless. I wanted it to at least have some type of, like, meaningful anything to me. That game needed to mean something to me, and it didn't. So I was saying that if they lost that game, I wasn't watching the game. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. So, and that's why I was like, really? If they lose, then we got to wait all the way till Sunday night to watch this, this game that doesn't matter against two NFC East teams that are just horrific? And the other thing, I, I touched on this yesterday with well, you. Well, it wouldn't matter for you. The game would still right, matter. It wouldn't matter for Dallas, Dallas uh, whatever. Okay. Okay. As long as we have an understanding of that. We, we have an understanding of that. Now, the other thing that, that was making me mad that I didn't like is that when Washington won that game and, and all this and that, they, like that team, I said this yesterday, that team is the, is the team that moves on to go play Tom Brady. That team that almost lost to an Eagles team that has nobody playing no barely any starters are in the game and they almost lost to that team and they're the ones that deserved to go oh my. absolutely no absolutely no there's no. a couple of things this this is this might be a hot take i don't think the giants or the redskins were the team that would be best fit to scare somebody in the playoffs in my opinion if there's one team that i think if they were able to put it together and they were doing it in december and kind of fell off was the cowboys they yeah, have the weapons. They have yeah. Demarcus Lawrence. Right. They have Diggs on the outside. They have. They still have Amari Cooper. They still have Gallup. They still have Tony Pollard and Zeke. I think they had the best chance to maybe scare the, the Bucks, the, the Redskins, and the Giants. 
The Giants are – they they, they, didn't even, they don't stand a chance. They don't stand a chance. The Defensively, Redskins, that's the only reason. The, the Redskins stand a chance solely because of that D-line. They have a great story. Ron Vare, obviously, overcoming cancer. There's a lot going yeah, on with that totally. team. They're coming together. The whole the, – they're, they're a football team now. There's a lot of new things going on. I Alex think it's really Smith. cool that they're in there. Obviously, Alex Smith. I didn't even yeah. touch on that yet. Um, I think it's going to be really cool. The, the Redskins, they deserve it. For them to win seven games coming off of COVID and this year and all the things they've, they've handled – they they do deserve to be in the playoffs. They have yes, they won seven games, but they won like that. That's that is the key thing right there. They won seven games, yeah, not six. I know, they won but I seven. hate that where it's like, oh, like oh, Giants are and complaining. That's what you had to do to win the division this year. That's all you had to do this year to, to win seven games. I that's hate all you that had to word. do. I hate that because it's like, oh, Giants, they only won six games and they're complaining. Like yeah, so did Dallas. Like, and and Washington won one more game. They won seven games. It's not like they went nine to seven. It's not like they went eight and eight. They literally won one more game, that, and it was but in that, that. But that's that, but that's why we love football. Two thousand seven. If y'all don't beat the Patriots in the regular season before, you guys don't even make the playoffs. It's one game. Right. Right. It's a one game difference of championship teams and teams that don't have a shot. And, and I don't think I don't think the Giants even deserve the shot, half of a shot. Half of the shot. Well, it was the defensive battle, and that's what they did in 07. And Patrick Graham building a way better defense right now, and that's why they came out to perform. I really think that that defense is a playoff defense. The, the Giants. Yes. Yes. How are you smiling at that? That is a playoff defense. As a team, no chance. Offense can't consistently score on, on, on every possession, and they would have needed to do that against Tampa. But you know the history of Tom Brady and the Giants in the playoffs. So just give him a chance. I just wanted to watch it. Last time I saw a game. You literally, you literally sound like an Eagles fan. That no, is no shot. The last, That's exactly how the you last sound time, right The last time I saw a Giants playoff game was when I was a junior in high school working at the damn Oasis Family Fun Center. And you're and still I was, living in that time. Oh you're still my, living no, in that time. No, Move no. on. Move on. No. Lenny Williams is not taking you to the promised land, brother. I, I promise you hey, that. Hey, six He's sacks not... against the Cowboys. I don't want to hear, oh, oh, they have no offensive line. It's Andy Dalton. I don't care. Six sacks in a game that they had to win. Defense came out and saved them. They say they did. They clearly saved them. I don't understand. And that I, I have to go back to this because the Eagles, the Eagles really almost beat a team without playing any starters. That's why it's so frustrating. If it was a if it was a blowout, I would have understood it. Also, here we go. I got it. I got it. Go on it now. Jalen Hurts getting pulled. Jalen Hurts getting pulled. And look, I understand maybe wanting to evaluate players, but evaluate, evaluate. Jalen Hurts still needs to be evaluated. What do you mean put Sudfeld in? Hurts needs to be evaluated. Set him for twenty in a pick, but he was scoring. He was doing it himself. And you take them out. In a, in, in, in a, if they score that touchdown, if they score that touchdown on fourth and goal, they're up by they're up by one. They're up by four at that point. They're up by four. If if they kick a field goal, they tie the game. You're in it. It's not like you're down 35 in the third quarter. You were still in it to win the game. And and, and you see uh, you see Jalen Hurts on the sideline. He's like, that's not right. I did my job. I did my job. Well, we, we... I get it. Like you had nothing to play for. You didn't want to get him hurt, this, whatever. But this is on. this is like it's not like Jalen Hurts played Doug, all season. This is Doug Peterson personified. That little 15, 18 minute stretch at the end of the third quarter of the fourth. That's Doug Peterson. The man comes in, wins a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. Claims he's a genius. I thought I claimed he was a genius. I think a lot of people did. Claims that he sees the world and the game way differently than anyone else does. 
Okay. He's still able to now let's talk about the good appearance. He's still he's still able to lead this team to three straight playoff appearances, which is excellent compared like if you look at the roster he's had. But as you see, like this year, especially, he try, he's just he, he's trying to like out I don't even know if he's outsmart himself or show the world that I'm some type of genius, but you can't you can change the wheel, Doug. You changed it, but you didn't reinvent it. You can't do all that. And I think he's I, sometimes with him, I just what are you doing? Like, what are you doing, man? Really, realistically, what are you doing? What message are you sending to your young court? You already the bridge was burned with oh, Carson yeah. week he's five, gone. six. Now the bridge with Carson has been dug up. We already cleaned it up. We built a new bridge with Jalen Hurst. Now that one's on fire too. What does that say to your young quarterback? That's you that fourth and three, five yard line, last game of the season. He's on a good stretch. So yeah, let's pull him. At, um, what, what are we doing here? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we take out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put put in Nate. Put in Nate. What does that do to Jalen Hurts? He's on that bench thinking, well, I thought a week ago I thought I was a future. Now they're putting in Nate Sutfield for me, who's a six-six Dollar Tree version of Nick of Nick Foles. I don't. How? how why do I want to stay here? It's a dumpster fire in Philly. Miles Sanders. Why do I want to stay here? He's not. Jason Kelsey. Why do I want to stay here? Zach Ertz. Why do I want to stay here? Carson Wentz. Why do I want to stay here? But, and, and, it, and it all kind of the point. The fear kind of all goes back to Doug Peterson. And also, yeah. Well, speaking of him, he's he was lying. He was flat out lying. The fact that he said he was coaching, he was still coaching to win the game is just ridiculous. And I, I, I don't like how he said, oh, well, like, because you can understand it, but I just don't like how he said, well, you know, I, I had the, uh, I was talking with, with Nate and I said I was going to play him and, and, you know, he's been working, you know, he's been working his tail off. He deserves to, to go out there and take a couple snaps, get a couple possessions, whatever. But it's not like, you're doing that, you're pulling Carson Wentz, and it's a meaningless game, and Carson was playing all year. It's not like Hertz was playing all year, and you pulled him out. Hertz has just started. He was just getting his starts. Why do you take him out? He was playing so good. And I don't mean good meaning with stat-wise. I mean, he was getting first downs. He was the one getting the touchdowns. He was doing it himself. And these, and what, what did we talk about yesterday? He's a playmaker. He was doing it himself. And you said, oh, let's let's not even... I get sure, oh, we want to play for the draft pick. We want to play for the draft pick. Oh, but everyone wants to say the Giants are the guys that fold and they just go and play for the draft pick. Let's think about last season. Meaningless game. Week 17, absolutely meaningless game against the Washington football team. And what happened? They forced overtime, came back, forced overtime against Washington... Daniel Jones had a career day, and they won the game. And because they won the game, they missed out on Chase Young. Was I mad about Chase Young? Maybe a little bit. But they ended the season on a high note. Daniel Jones played really well to end the season, and that was that. But, oh, Giants play for draft picks. They don't, they don't, they don't want to play to win. Oh, they, they're a losing culture. They're a losing franchise. And for a losing franchise, why are we winning a game when it doesn't matter in Week 17? We should have pulled everybody then, right? Should have pulled the, what the Eagles did. Pull everybody. Who cares? Doesn't matter. That, that quote you said that uh, that Doug Peterson was saying how he just Nate Suffield was working so hard for him for four years and won him the I mean, he's some right. time. That sounds like something that you say to your high school back with quarterback the week before senior week. Like, <laughs> hey, you've been working hard for me for four years. I'm going to try to get you in there and we're going to work you in. Cool. We're in the NFL. 
Dougie P. <laughs> you don't just play guys because he's been working hard for me for four years. Right. I like him. He's built like the guy that got me a ring. I'm going to throw him in there on fourth and three at the five-yard line the last game of the season in the most important game of the, of the NFL of the, of the year so far. And the thing that the thing that it makes it so weird too that it's so Philly, it's so Philly. Why does this happen? Why are we even on Sunday Night Football to begin with? That should be a one a meaning a meaningless That's one o'clock game. I was saying, if Fox was to throw the Washington Football Team a bone, put him at four hundred five, no close to the division. Whoop de do. Yeah. We're on Sunday Night Football. Everyone's watching this. He knows that. Everyone knows this, and and and, and that's the move you make. And then, and then there's reports coming out that that there's players they have to get broken up to from getting the. Oh yeah, because and, they're mad at Doug for making that call. I mean, Kelsey had some words, and that, that that's the worst sign though because the NFL is not the NBA, right? In the NBA, there's a lot of um, rumors and drama, and this came from the locker room. You don't yeah, usually yeah. hear that with the NFL, right? So to hear that coming, someone so someone's leaking these stories, whether oh, yeah. it's someone with the earpiece. Yeah. Whether it's Carson from the match, like, yeah, you know, listen, Sal Palantonio, uh, it's, it's going down. I'll get me out of here. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, but uh, all these rumblings that are happening, like, it feels like I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the, the Sixers. Like, it's, yeah. it feels like I, it's the Sixers. The, uh, the Eagles flag in the Sixers. And every week it's like something different. What, who, this guy's unhappy. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey said he want, he'd rather this quarterback. And we don't oh. know Deshaun Jackson's played three games in three years. I, it, is it reality TV show or is it football? Right. It well, that's just that's also the thing. Is like that just says a lot about the franchise right now and what's going on. It does. You got people getting held back from the coach for making a decision, and that's why this takes me to my point about Joe Judge. Okay. Everyone. Okay. Let me go. Everyone wants to yell, 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 yell at Joe Judge's comments all over Twitter. All these different articles. He said this. Where at the end of his press conference, he said, you know, the Eagles' decision, yada, yada, yada. That's not, not, that's not how he coaches a game. We play to win, blah, blah, blah. What people fail to understand is that they took that little clip, that two-minute whatever, three-whatever it was, from the press conference, and they blew it up so that was the only message that he was trying to get across. Okay? What he really said way before that let me hear what he really said. Oh my gosh! He's his and I. I'm direct quote, direct quote from his press conference. Yep. Put your hand up and listen and weep. It's not reading. We had 16 opportunities this year. That's it. It's our responsibility to take care of our opportunities and to perform better and execute the situations when they're on our plate. We don't want. We don't ever want to leave our fate in the hands of anyone else. So we're not going to make excuses as an organization, not now, not ever. End quote there. What you need to understand is he goes on to talk about the players, and here, like, this is this is also player stuff, but I'm paraphrasing here. He's saying things like, we had a lot of players opt in this season versus, you know, players opted out. We had a lot of players on the Giants, me, you know, him saying this, that opted in. And that meant that their families opted in as well. You can't disrespect the effort put in. Again, I'm paraphrasing. This is not a direct quote. You can't disrespect, disrespect the effort put in from sitting in meetings spaced out with masks on and shields over the mask to getting texts at 630 in the morning saying cancel practice. It has to be a virtual day. To even being told not to see a family on Thanksgiving or to stay distant on Christmas. Some even told to wait until the offseason to celebrate your wife's birthday. He credited the sacrifices made by the players, coaches, personnel, 
families of everyone all around the National Football League. But then he said things like, to then disrespect the effort that was put forth by everyone this season to make the season a success, to disrespect the game by not competing for 60 minutes, here's the quote. We will never do that as long as I am coach of the New York Giants, end quote. It wasn't about making the playoffs with six wins. That's what everyone's saying. Oh, they're crying. They're crying about not making the playoffs with six wins. Grow up. He made many other messages that, that were portrayed in the press conference, but all you people decided to take the quote where he said, oh, taking Jalen Hurts out is disrespectful. You're tanking. You're blatantly tanking. Whatever. And they continue to say that the Giants are crybabies, and so is Joe Judge for not, gonna make, not making the playoffs with, with six wins. Not only did Joe Judge say that they missed out on their opportunities, Logan Ryan said it the very next day. He said, we can't be mad. We, we won six games. But, oh, the headlines are Joe Judge is a baby and this and that. Okay. Okay, bro. I won't. I won't say. I, I'll say this. Joe Judge is playing chess, not checkers. If you're a head coach, you're a new head coach. You're, you're, you're people are excited about your name. You're young. You go into this. You see Nate Sudfeld trotting onto the field in the fourth quarter. Oh, Twitter was going off. After the game. Ugh. After the game, of course he's gonna say something like that. Yeah. Think about think about yourself as a Giants fan. The players. Your coach goes out there and says something like that. It gets, it gets people it gets people around you, probably people, oh, Joe Judge, this is my coach. I, hashtag my coach, all that, whatever. Right, right. But it doesn't mask 31st scoring offense, 31st turtle yeah, offense. Yeah, you're right. 31st passing touchdown. Well, that's the – 29 passing yards. You're right. 31st uh, points per drive. Four game scoring single digits. Congratulations on your effort and all the, and all the chest puffing – Joe Judge, that's cool. Yeah. Why are we 31st in passing offense and why are we scoring single digits four times in a year? All that effort talk is great. We won six games and now we're complaining. We 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 won six games and we believe we're a playoff team. Oh, you're right. They do. And you can't tell me that they don't. All that, oh, we, we didn't deserve that. That's what you're supposed to say. And they and you, and you know Joe Judge is him and his homies are grabbing a drink. And they're still complaining. Why the, why the, why the, why oh, the, come on. Come on with that. You know he is. You know he is. Well, what you say in the media and how you feel is two different things. And I know, and I, I can tell by how they're talking, how they're talking on Twitter, how they're telling these interviews are going. They really believe that they got screwed over. They really believe that. Well, because, okay. I know I understand it, but, and, and you're right. And, and one of the questions that was asked earlier in the press conference was, well, your offense was 31st. So what do we do with that? And he said a bunch of things on that, and it obviously – now the question wasn't directed as like how you were putting it. It wasn't directed like that. It was like, well, you had some high notes, but you had some low notes. But look, I think we have to take it like this. Start out 1-7. Start out 1-7. And, and you end 6-10. and 10. So that's 5-3 and three to end the year. After losing Saquon. Woo! After losing Saquon. I think that's a good finish. Okay? Look, it's that. Look, what did he say? It's not about how you start, it's how you finish. And they almost made it after starting 1 7. But no, they don't deserve to be there. They didn't win seven games. I get it. But come on. Don't she, don't take the snippets. I, I'm so mad seeing all these things on Twitter. Oh, Giants are a joke. Giants are the biggest crybabies. You guys are finding literally the one quote. The one quote where he said, I'm really, it's ridiculous, dude. I'm really it's interested ridiculous. to see what uh what happens in the NFC East now, like after this, because I think there's a NFC East, there's there's three teams going like 
this. Yeah. And there's one team that's going like this. <laughs> and I think I think um, the Eagles have the talent. So say, so say the Eagles want to retain Carson Wentz, retain Zachers for whatever okay. reason, and still be like a mediocre competitor, win eight, nine games a year, ten games maybe in a good year. We're not we're not contending with Daniel Jones and the Giants. Say Quan back healthy. We're not contending with Dak Zeke. Yeah, but you guys get a line. You get a line. We're not we're not we're not, competing. we're not competing. We're not competing with 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 the, with the football team. Okay, so we go three and three in the division. Because you play your you play six you play your division reason twice. Okay, so then, yeah. then maybe we split the division. We still have to win games versus other teams <laughs> that are good in the league, yeah. and we don't have a roster to do that. So only th- I I think there's a there's an obvious rebuild going to happen in Philly. I really think there's an obvious rebuild, and I think we're going to see a three headed uh, horse the next four or five years between the Giants, Cowboys. Uh, I don't know because team. the Eagles really could have been good if they had a line to protect Carson, maybe get some receivers. I it's too know. much. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. There's right. there's too much. My coach is a nut. I don't even want to play for him. There's too much. I, my owner's a weirdo. Yeah. There's there's too there's too much. My quarterback doesn't. My hundred. Eighty million dollar man doesn't want to be here. Yeah. I think he's paid one hundred twenty nine, but it, whatever no exaggeration. Yeah, doesn't hurt nobody. I have a young second round draft pick quarterback. We should have been drafting, drafting in the second round anyway, yeah, but now be. he's starting and he got pulled. Yeah. So what are we doing here? What? There's no way this team goes into next year. I mean, they're gonna say this in the meetings that oh, we're playing to win Super Bowl. But there's no way. this this team is it has to be rebuild mode. It has to be, and it doesn't be complete rebuild. We're terrible for five years, but it has to be like next year we suck again, and maybe for another year after that. I, this, this team right now is not. This is tough because I can't see them, like, because that's what the Giants have been through. You just right stink year after year, and then somehow you just start to get a defense. But and... see, the, the, the giant, the Giants could have kept Odell around, and they could have kept a couple yeah, other guys around. He is just at the beginning. I'll tell you, team. I'll tell you, I hated when he was gone. Like when he was leaving, because you know, said playmaker. But I'm like, okay, I'm happy he's gone now. But then, to rebuttal that is, Giants don't have a number one receiver, so draft the receiver. I mean, got to get a receiver. That's it. So, um, yeah. You think they, you think they go? You think they go receiver round one? Has to, bro. Has to. Has to. Got the offensive lineman last um, last year in Andrew Thomas and. They developed. They developed. Look, week one against the Steelers, horrendous. But they developed just like that defense did under Patrick Graham, who is staying, by the way. So, look, I, I don't know. It's just there's a lot of things that go into this for next season, and just got to take some things with a grain of salt, right? The Giants have the best chance, man. Uh, Giants, it's really going to be the Giants and the Cowboys. I don't even. The football team will be good. They don't. They don't have, have a quarterback. They got rid of Dwayne Haskins. They don't, uh, they, they'll, they'll, they'll get they'll get one and they'll be around. And they'll be but fine. it's really it's really gonna be between the Giants and the Cowboys. And I I've never I you hear it every offseason. Oh man, the Cowboys next year, they're gonna they got some. There's something going on in Dallas. I, I mean I res- I, I hear that too. it every year, but well, not you gotta next give, year. I actually kind of I'm gonna evaluate it though when back. Dak is back. That's all. Um but yeah, let's get out of here. We gotta go to the um wildcard weekend. Talk about these six games. We got three on Saturday, three on Sunday. Um, let's go. We got Saturday at 105. We got the Colts in Buffalo. Buffalo's minus six and a half. Um, so, 
Yeah, okay. I, it's it's okay. Yeah, I'm I'm going Buffalo easy, easy. Are you kidding me? Are you locked? Are you locked in? Oh, I'm locked in. I took Buffalo minus six and a half. Are you kidding me? You're actually gonna give me that? Are you Are you kidding me? What do you are mean? You, are you kidding me? What? Are you kidding me? Oh, oh, because they got Jonathan Taylor and he's he's third in rushing this year. Is that why? Oh, they got a run. They got a run game. Oh my God, dude. Josh Allen, bro. That, I'm betting my money on Josh Allen. Allen just started to think you knew football. What? Mine is Buffalo to win by a touchdown. Yes. Okay. And, a, and, a, and a, the two teams that play ball control football. Yes. Two teams I'm, that dude. in the playoffs mm. don't really play to play to score a lot of points. I don't understand, bro. I don't understand. And you think they're going to lie touchdown? Yes. Yes. That's a four-point game screaming to happen no. for I, I mean, I understand that. I understand that. I, that There's no you're saying that, way. But... There's no way that game is more than a touchdown. Mm. More than a touchdown lead. There's no way. Nope. You see, it, or sorry, it's, it opened up at seven. It's down to six and a half. Yeah. So now, market, but that's good though because then they get though. to win by. Then they have to win by a touchdown. It's not gonna happen anyway. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a one possession game the whole game. Well, I, I was almost thinking about waiting. Colts probably jump off to jump out to a lead. I was almost thinking about waiting because I was like, this could go down to like four or five. So I'm like, you know what I mean? Wait till it's like a two field goal game and win the game. But it's not going to be that yeah, that's bold. That's, 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 that's a bold pick. That's so, uh, so you like the Colts, obviously. Uh, that's one o'clock. And then let's go 440. Rams in Seattle taking on the Seahawks. Um, which is... I thought, I saw that line was at four when I opened it. I like, I love that. It's at three and a half. I Rams. actually... I actually took I Seahawks three and, a half. three and a half minus three and a half here. That's at minus one hundred five. Kahuna's are on fire today. Yeah. Have you seen when they play each other the regular season? Yeah, but I still and like the, it. They are a four point favorite. Yeah. Yeah. That, if that was seven, I probably wouldn't take it. If that was six and a half, I probably wouldn't take it. I like the four and a half or three and a half. I think I, I think the Seahawks should win that though. Yeah, I, they, they they're gonna win that though. That's the thing. They're gonna win that game. That that line that line spot on. I almost thought about um I almost thought about like parlaying that like Bills Seahawks and like maybe throwing Washington. In nah, there. see what you could do is you could money line money line Bills money line Seahawks. Yeah, but it's I probably, don't mind that. That's scary days, though. though. And it's scary because both their teams could easily lose. Yeah. All right, and then it's night the game. Bills. Yeah, Bills. And then. Dude, they have the best chance of beating Kansas City. That's a keep going, bro. Keep going, bro. I just, I just, <laughs> okay, it just, okay. my, it just blew my mind. Buccaneers. Uh, this is the night game. Should have been. Should have, could have, would have. Back to this, brother. Should have, could have, would have. Eight fifteen NBC with Alan, Chris, Tampa Bay, in Washington. I don't know, buddy. See, that's what I'm this, saying. This game screams a ten foot pull from a mile away. Cause that. That Chase Young and that no, this game is this game. Is Tom, Tommy, Tommy B, the goat, throwing forty, throwing forty touchdowns this year. And then you got the Redskins coming in. This game is like your homie already gave you the scoop on the chick, but the chick still <laughs> wants to mess with you. But you're like, I'm gonna stay away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, See, I'm not I, touching this I, game with a ten foot. Okay, goal. so Tampa Bay is minus eight on this. Although I, those were the only two bets I made, by the way, were Buffalo and Seattle. So I'm, I didn't touch anything on that. Um, yeah, so Tampa Bay minus eight. I don't know. I'm not, no, I'm staying away. Yeah, that, yeah, game, that game could be 44 7 or that game could be 19 to 16. Yeah, I have no, no idea. Totally right. There's there. no, and I don't think there's an in between. I mean, I I'm taking the Bucks. I have to. Um, I, I, I'm eager to see what that line does to Tommy. That's all. That's it. But I, I, I like the Bucks. Simple when as that. Life or death situation. I got to pick one team to cover it. 
picking the picking the Redskins to cover that eight. Cover it's that a eight. lot of points. It's a lot of points in a playoff game. The team that plays good defense. All right. It's a lot of points. Um. Okay. Sunday. 105 ABC. Baltimore is minus three and a half in this game, and I have uh, it's Ravens in visiting Tennessee against the Titans. I um, this is a tough call, man, because we all know what happened last year with this matchup, and Derrick Henry getting 2,000 yards, rushing title, just stomped on that defense last year. Um, it's tough. I. Want to pick the Ravens because they fought through a lot to go eleven and five and just just get into the playoffs. I mean, they really shouldn't have, you know, had to do that because you look at the NFC East, you're six and ten, whatever. But uh, it's like I'm just kind of beating around the bush here because I don't know, I don't want to make my pick. But I don't think the I don't think the play here is with the with the uh, with the with the side. I love the total. I love the under. I think it's at fifty four and a half or fifty five oh. right now. And that and the reason the re, that's the highest total too of every game is it uh, this weekend and it and, it, and it, it makes sense kind of if you look at the, how the teams are playing the last five weeks I think they both scored over thirty I think four three three or four times a piece in the last five weeks so they've been scoring points mm. but if you look at the matchup not the not the pass but the matchup yeah ball control run team versus ball control run team my quarterback can throw not really my quarterback <laughs> can throw not really. Um, we're playing, we both played really good defense, both have really smart coaches. I don't think this game's going to go over 55. I think this game's like a, a 20, a 23, 20, 28, 24 most. Yeah, 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 yeah most. I like, that's that. still, I like that. That still covers the under by a couple points. So, I like under. All right, so if I had to pick then, if I had to pick winner of this game, I'm going to just say Titans at home. I really wanted to pick the Ravens, and I think I made a bracket and I might have picked the Ravens in one of them. Um, but I'm just going to go Titans. No, I like it. I like the Titans too. I like the Titans to win. Not confident enough to bet it, but confident enough in that under yeah, to take just it. Just to take, just to say it. Um, okay, then four forty. We got CBS. We got the Bears visiting New Orleans. I think this is pretty self-explanatory. Now the line on this is minus ten. I'm not touching that. Not touching that. The Bears. They're playing good football right now. Don't, don't sleep. Mm. Don't sleep. Look, I, I get that it was a That bad. is a lot of points in the playoffs. 10 is a I lot know, of know, points know, in the playoffs. And uh, Mitch Trubisky, listen. I think it was the Packers he, last week, but they got blown out. I didn't think he was a, 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 a NFL quarterback again. Neither did I. Came in late. He came in late December, and just mm-hmm. he's a whole different, whole different quarterback. And that's scary. Playoff time. That's really scary. I think. It's ten and a half is a lot of points. That's a lot. I know. Of that's what I'm saying. I'm not touching that. Game. No chance. And and there's no. I mean, be, uh, aside from the Alvin Kamara six touchdown explosion, yeah, which yeah, yeah. Beats on, what have you seen from the Saints that tells you yeah, they're going to go in there and beat this team by 14? I mean, we saw the Saints played a team similar to that not too long ago as the Philadelphia Eagles, a team in the playoffs they that they lost. I think the spread was like eight and a half or nine. Yeah. Should have been a landslide, and it was like it was a one possession game. Yeah, I think I you saw very similar in there too. I think you see something very similar. I mean, I'm I'm picking the Saints to win the game. I, it's it's not enough money to bet on that, but I'm taking the Saints to win the game. I, I the got season. I got the Bears as long as it's ten. I'm not taking nine and a half, but if it's ten on Sunday, I'm locked. It's probably gonna be nine and a half though, but I like the Bears plus ten. Yeah. Um. Okay. Then night game. I like this night game a lot, dude. I love this night game. Sunday night finishing wild card weekend. Browns in Steel City, Pittsburgh taking on the Steelers. 
I have to say there is a on DraftKings right now there's a hundred percent profit boost on this game. Only this game, hundred percent profit boost. So I think when I was looking at it last night, it was like Brown's money line was like plus two ninety and that boosted them to like four oh six or something. Plus four oh six. Take it. I think I'm gonna take it, dude. Take it. How they played. I love I don't I care if Big Browns. Ben didn't play. Dude, they folded. They won. I mean, they went one and four to finish the year. The Steelers. Wasn't that scary? Is a no Stefanski and our whole team had COVID. I guess someone went to the strip club with no mask on. <laughs> whole team COVID. But the Steelers suck. Yeah, like they're not. They, they're not. They're not good. They're not good. Six points is a lot of points. Got no it's run a game, game. Can't hold the ball. You it's should, a playoff rivalry game. In their These game, games are three point games. In their game against the Colts, it was so funny to watch them because they're trying to chew the clock and everything. And what was so funny about that is like. They actually would throw little, like, little passes, short passes behind the line of scrimmage to Juju Smith-Schuster, and that would be like their, like their running play to keep the clock moving because they wouldn't hand it off. I'm like, they keep so they have no time management because they can't possess the ball. So, Browns, look, it was a close. Okay, people are gonna say, oh well, Browns only won by two points and Steelers weren't playing Ben and and this and that and whatever. I don't care. I think I like this. I. The only thing that only thing that's scary that I don't want to I, like root, the, I don't want to root for Baker, but I like the six. Only thing that's scary is they just saw them, not at full strength. That's right. That's right. And only lost by two. There's a lot of confidence in that still locker room that we're just gonna go in there and beat this team by and ten. Wasn't called it that. Wasn't I think the the Browns were home last week too. So yeah, they were. Now they got to go to Pittsburgh. I don't know. I still like it. I don't know. I think I'm gonna do it. Um, I like the rounds plus six money line. <laughs> I know, they could, but they like that's nice. that's where the that's where the money is though. So I think I gotta it, do it. Oh, okay, talk to me nice. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's wild card weekend. That's that's all we got there on, on the NFL. Um, and that's all the time I got for you, Manny. Um, yeah, man, that was good. Been a pleasure, boss. It's been fun. I will be in touch with you. Um, I know we have a lot more to discuss. Uh, of of other things relating things of. You know, you know, sports and me screaming at you and plans for the future and you know we got a lot to talk about. But I see you wearing your Sixers yeah, we'll jersey and, and you already moved on. Hey, bro. The best, the Watch best out. team, the best team in the league, best team in Philly. Dude, Knicks are on, are climbing up. I'm not saying they're good or anything, but they're climbing up, bro. Julius Randle. What in the world? Yeah. <laughs> yes, the one game they played the Sixers, she started off four for four with twelve points, two threes. I was like, who is this? And I had RJ's. Julius. Over. I had RJ's over in that game. With Ben Simmons guarding. It was a boosted bet, and I didn't know. Dude, no, 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 no. Hey, look, he takes headphones off and gets up. Dude, it's not like that. It's not like that. How did I? How did I know that that RJ was gonna get guarded from Ben? Like I just didn't know, and and I had people text me, and they were like, they're like, look, if you're gonna take his over, because it was a boosted bet where it was like him to score twenty, and I don't know, I forget what it was, but <laughs> oh my god, on Ben Simmons, dude, but oh, I didn't know, I didn't oh know that god. he was gonna be guarded by Ben. I didn't oh know my. that. How am I supposed to know sorry. what the matchups are? I just, I just actually How am I supposed to know what the matchups are? That doesn't make sense. Oh my. Oh my. How am I supposed to know? I can't. Like if I knew this, if I knew, okay, wow. RJ's gonna be, and they these people told me, look, if. If RJ is covered by Ben, then don't take that bet. How am I supposed to know that before, before the bet gets locked? I'm not. I can't. <laughs> I don't know. If it's covered by Ben, Matisse, yeah, I where know, is he going? I didn't know. He's in a jail cell. It's ridiculous. Like, 
He was in a jail cell. I know. He was in Rikers. It's awful. He was in Rikers. It's not fun to watch. Security. And they lost by 20. It's not a, not a good game to watch. You must have been feeling yourself. No, I was I was just making sure that... I, you know what? My God. RJ Barrett over 20 points on Ben Simmons. I didn't know it was on Ben Simmons. God. <laughs> wow. Look, I'm going to be successful this weekend on these two bets. Buffalo minus 6.5. Seahawks minus 3.5. And, and we'll go from there. That's all. I'm touch base then. Okay. I'll talk to you after I hit my under. Oh, shut up. All right, brother. I appreciate you. Good to have you on on the first show, debut and everything. I'll talk yes, to you sir, soon. Sir. Get you on soon. Um, we'll be in touch. All right, buddy. All right, Thank brother. You, yeah, you too. Peace. See you soon, bro. Manny Ruffin, ladies and gentlemen. Manny Ruffin. Cool guy. I know it's a little long episode. We're at 115 right now. Um, but, yeah, so it was fun. First episode, guys. That's a wrap. Episode one. Follow me in all the social medias. A at A D E D Podcast on Twitter. That's at A D E D Podcast on Twitter for updates on when episodes are coming out. Because again, like I said at the beginning, guys, I don't have a set schedule yet. And with these guests, you know, they're they're doing their jobs. They're they're very, very busy. And as these industry professionals on TV, this, that, radio stations, doing whatever they're doing. So that could be on a Tuesday. The interview could be on a Saturday, wherever, right? So I don't know when it's going to happen. So just Twitter will be the place to learn about when those episodes are coming out. I, w- I would like to get a set day, but I just don't want to interfere with their schedule and, and try to say, look, I only record episodes on Wednesdays. So if you can't do Wednesday, then that stinks. Like, right? So I don't want to do that. So I'd rather just get it, you know, work on their schedule. If they can do a Saturday, I don't care. I'm going to do the Saturday. So Twitter's the place for that. Then at ADEDpod on Instagram. It's just the initials of the show, guys. At ADEDpod on Instagram for some Zoom clips from the show. I'll probably put Manny on there. I would like to get uh, I would like to get Greg Potter on there as well, but there were some video issues. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Not worried about it. Um, and then if you people on on Facebook still. The Facebook page is simply the name of the show, the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ. So you can just search that up, and, and the video clips will be posted on there. Those are the same ones from Instagram. Look, I have a different following on Facebook than I do on my Instagram and Twitter. So Instagram and Twitter is more like friends, right, things of that nature, um, and people I've met from college, you know, high school, all that kind of stuff. Facebook's more of like family friends, people that are a little bit older than me. Just It's a different crowd. So I'm just going to be posting that on the Facebook as well if you guys want to get on that as well. Um, and at the end of the day, that's just benefiting me because it's more exposure. It's it's promoting my stuff more. More people are seeing it, right? So it, it's a different market on Facebook. <laughs> it really is. So um, the video clips will be posted on there as well. And lastly here at minute 118, I, I want to just take the time to thank each and every one of you guys for tuning in and continuing to support me as I continue this journey um, in this field. I just got some, just overwhelmed with the support, just friends and family texting me and just, you know, being by my side, got my back for what I'm doing in this. And, and you know, now to have the internship with this is, is just very, very exciting. And I'm just going to continue this, and I hope you guys are along for the ride. The big thing that I've been saying, and I think a little bit before 2021, I've been saying to myself is that one thing is like, let's grow together. And I know there's some other people that are saying that too, but that's kind of that thing. So it's 2021, let's grow together. 
I'm doing this. I'm growing doing this. I'm, I'm chasing my goals, chasing my dreams. And I hope you guys listening are doing the same exact thing with whatever you guys are doing in school, graduating, right? Starting your own business, any, any of those things. 2021, let's grow together. You've been listening to the All Day Every Day Show with All Day AJ. My name is Alex Jacobs, but you can call me All Day AJ.